0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about you, Cowboys? Yes! Go Cowboys!
0: This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys
2: World Headquarters
0: at the Star in Frisco.
2: Frisco.
0: And now your hosts Isaiah Standback, Nick Harris. John Mashoda and Kyle Yeomans. It's a wonderful Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. And since it's the day before a game, Isaiah, stand back. You know what that means. Uh You can say it this time. (gasps) QB Vision. No, 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 no. no, no, no. (laughs) I mean, yes, we will talk about QB Vision, but you can say it this time. It's it's, a... I don't know, Kyle. It's not a Friday, but it's
1: a Say It With Your Chest Wednesday. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, I'm sorry. It's a Say It With Your Chest like, Wednesday,
0: baby.
2: I didn't get my push in this morning. No, you didn't. That did be really well. you did Congestion muscle. my I'm going to keep
0: doing it. Yeah, get it up out of there. If y'all see me doing
1: this during the show, that's why.
0: Just the whole time, Nick's going to be banging on the
2: chest. It's a Say It With Your Chest Wednesday. It is. weird. Come on, Isaiah. Sorry, man. My my body's like on a clock, on a timer, you know? like Is it on West Coast time? I That's what you did there. Yeah. We'll Pac-12 see. time? We'll come on, CST. You know Seattle one? time? Coming up soon. <laughs> Coming up
0: There's – uh, I will say the, the Thursday to Thursday whole <clears throat> mix-up of the schedule where today is Saturday – in the building, but it's still Monday through Friday, nine to five for the regular work week. It's it's not beneficial for the the body clock, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of adjusting that has to be made along the way. But glad you're with us here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. We have plenty to talk about today. We're actually going to do all three of our weekly segments today. We're going to have QB Vision here in this segment. We're going to have John's national storylines in segment two, and then we will have Nick Harris's key matchups in segment three, followed by our pick'em for the the Cowboys game specifically. Following that, and then of course we've got our news and notes to start things off. So we got to get to it.
1: Yeah, we'll make these news and notes super quick so we can get to Isaiah's beautiful segment that uh, beautiful. he does every week. Uh, we'll start with the practice report from yesterday. It looks like there's a sickness going around the D line room. Um, oh, Dante, Dante Fowler,
2: not just the D line room. Yeah, it's no, definitely it's not just not the D line room. I can tell you room.
1: that. Uh, Dante Fowler missed his second straight day of practice yesterday with an illness, and then Michael Parsons was added to the injury report yesterday, Uh-oh. did not practice with an illness. And the the first joke, well, not joke. It's, it's it's not funny. I guess it is because I'm sick, too. But um, uh, Micah Parsons, if, if I'm his agent, I'm like, hey, look, my, my guy, he's a defensive lineman. He's getting sick around the, all the other defensive linemen, you know. Oh. So in the offseason, that, that could be a point. You're talking it's, about it's kind contracts. Like yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Dante Fowler are spending a lot no, of time let's together. Let's talk about you know? this
3: for a second. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't let this go. <laughs> if you walked up. If you're a member of the front office staff and you walked up to his agent and even tried to sell anything on linebacker, oh, yeah. you don't even respond. You fold up your, your stuff, you just put your stuff away, and you walk right out. Like <laughs> exactly. get out There's there. no way that you can get away with even – that's a non-star – nope. We're good.
1: No, that was kind of the the the, the rhetoric, and I don't, again, I don't want to spend too much time yeah, on sorry. it. But we're going to have a ton of time on this <laughs> th- throughout, especially the off season as well. But there was a lot of rhetoric throughout the off season from people that were not Michael Parsons saying that he was a linebacker, and he was saying that he was a defensive lineman. Yeah. And I guess there was a little bit of variance you could have had going into the season, but we're looking at. 85% of the snaps yeah, that he's played yeah. on the line. The most
3: impactful snaps.
1: Yeah, yeah. double-digit sacks. I mean, we I don't, I don't think we can go much further with that dialogue. Um, <clears throat> looking at the rest of the injury report, uh, we'll go down it really fast. Rico Dowdle still limited with an ankle injury, the same as Monday. Um, Peyton Hendershot still uh, listed as full. His uh, window does not have to be open before tomorrow's game, so he can go one more game still on the IR, but then going into the Philadelphia game, he would have to be activated. Um, Tyrus was upgraded to a full participant on Tuesday with his concussion. Mozzie Smith still on the injury report, full with a shoulder injury. Um, and then J. Ron Curse was upgraded to full with his back injury. And we didn't mention this yesterday, but we, he was asked on Monday, what are the odds that he plays on Thursday? He said 200%. So ah, um, good stuff that's there. That's good. Yeah. Um, and the last news and note we'll get to really fast, just kind of recapping the Shaquille Leonard um, a visit from yesterday. <clears throat> we, we were kind of talking about it pre-show. I think Isaiah had asked the question, was was he always going to leave without a contract? And it, John answered, and it, it's it's how I feel as well. Um, and it's what it sounds like it, it was as far as truth goes. Um, he was always going to see his options out. And I, I kind of tweeted about it yesterday on on Twitter or z about it, whatever you want to say. Um <laughs> He uh um, What about it? Zeeded? as an X? Like apparently that's like what you're supposed to that's say. A it's new like a thing? Zeded. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm never saying that outside of like an official uh, atmosphere. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um e- Elon can. Elon can go that's to hell.
2: That's your boy Elon. Hell. Yeah, I'm not saying nothing bad about
1: Elon before tomorrow. What, what if what if he names <laughs> what if he names the, the Cybertruck the X truck? Are you gonna are you gonna I'm, call it that? I'm calling it whatever the heck I want to call it once I purchase it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to that. It's gonna for be it. the Standback Mobile. <laughs> that's what is. All right, the Stand Mobile. I, I like that. Um, But I I tweeted about it yesterday, and I said – Look, this is not a normal free agency. It's or not a normal midseason Correct. free agency. Um, he was always going to see his options out, and it, it's going to happen a lot in a lot shorter of a time frame than a typical big time free agency would happen if it were, say, over the off season. Yeah. Just because he still wants to get on the field and contribute for a team down the stretch and learn the playbook and things of that nature, he's going to see these options out. He's going to go to the Eagles today, um, and then it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he sees another team between now and, and the weekend, and he's going to make his decision this week. In, but it sounds like it's going to come down to the Eagles and the Cowboys. He has a lot of connections with his fraternity in Philadelphia. Uh, he has a lot of connections on the coaching staff in Philadelphia. So those are things that they're going to have to battle. Um, he apparently has a lot of friends and family in Philadelphia as well. So these, these are things that, it, that the Cowboys are definitely going to have to contest and, and, and battle with. But yeah. as far as everything we've heard, and maybe John can can add from what he knows, the visit went good yesterday. It went as good as they they could have they could have thought um, uh, that he checks out when it came to the health stuff, which was I know That's we were big. talking about that yesterday with the two back surgeries that he had last year um, and now it's just kind of a wait and see wait and see approach
3: no, I thought you hit all of it no I have nothing to add to that that's I mean obviously Cowboys would like to add him they made that pretty clear anytime that yeah, there's similarities I see with the way they've gone about this to when uh, they went after Odell Beckham you know they yeah. made it pretty open mm-hmm. Uh, and it hasn't always been that way. So I wonder if it'll be like Odell Beckham, too, where it comes down to Jerry made it pretty clear in that one throughout that he didn't want to give more than just the contract for the rest of the season. And if you're <clears throat> Shaq Leonard, you're probably looking for more than that, I guess. So yeah. that might be the difference between him signing with the Cowboys and maybe signing somewhere else.
1: If I'm Shaq, I'm looking for a two-year deal. Um, yep. And I, I'm again, I might be off as far as numbers go here, but maybe like a $16 million type deal just because... I, you want to have the two years. Yeah, correct. G- exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 Saying, yeah no, 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 not not per year. Just because you want to have enough stability, obviously, for those two seasons. But give yourself two years of opportunity to earn a extended contract where you can get that money that you were earning in Indianapolis with another team. Um, it, it would just kind of make sense. The threshold that Darius Leonard has already passed that Odell couldn't really pass last year was the health thing, too. Yeah. And uh, to be able to pass that, I, I think that's what has everybody in this building. Um, really excited about the potential of adding Leonard. But, you know, I kind of wrote about this in Nick at Night last night, and it, it, it ended up kind of being about Darius Leonard in the last couple of paragraphs, and it wasn't really what it was intended to be, but that's what kind of happens when you start writing with no with no end. Um, you have Marquise Bell and Damone Clark, these guys that have really stepped up and have filled different roles in this linebacking core this year. You know, If you don't get Darius Leonard, it's not the end of the world. I mean, you have two really good pass defenders in that second level. Um, I, I feel like you have one and a half good <laughs> run defenders in that second level as well, and you have capable guys that are starting to step up in that interior defensive line, yeah. and that safety group, all the way down the middle of the field is the run defense probably still the biggest liability on this defense yes I believe so but I I believe it's more capable than it was last season I don't feel like it's going to be as big of a hindrance as it was towards like the middle and end of last regular season Um, would Darius Leonard be a welcomed addition on this team absolutely that would be that would be a huge addition to this run defense but um, I'm not 100% certain that it would be you know the thing that would put this defense over the top. I think it would still put this defense in the same echelon, in the same tier that it is right now. I I think
3: the other thing that factors in is that, you know, Leighton's out, uh, Overshone's out, and then I just go back to the game last week where Marquise Bell was in that tent for a while. Like, I kept looking back, and he's still in there, he's still in there. Now he ends up being fine, but it just is one of those things that goes through your mind, you're like, all right, well, then who's the next one up there? So they need Shaq Leonard. You know They need him probably more than whoever else is going to be out there. So it'll be interesting to see what what it comes down to. What does your gut tell you? That he ends up being a Cowboy. You think so?
1: Yeah. My gut tells me Eagle. Me too. Okay. Me too. I'll split it right down the
0: middle. My gut says Cowboy. I don't think they let him. Because I agree with John on the fact that they need him specifically. If they don't get him, it's not the end of the world. I thought it was outlined yesterday pretty well that you temper your expectations based on wherever he signs no matter what. Uh, he's not going to win you the Super Bowl immediately if he signs here. He's not going to win the Eagles
2: the Super Bowl immediately See, if he signs yeah, So there. That's that's my – I guess that's one of the reasons why I think he'll end up an Eagle because Dallas takes that, oh, you know, if it, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't type approach versus Philly's like, no, we need you in the building. Like, we need you. Like, we need you. See, we but want that's you. That's from the outside
0: looking in. That's We're what, in the building, so we get a pretty good indication. I understand. Howie Roseman does have a track record of saying, <laughs> "Yep, I want you. You're now here. Absolutely, I get it. Yeah, but
2: that's not always the case. No, they, it's not. They pass on prospects all the time, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. But I'm just going off of the most most recent history in terms of being aggressive and adding pieces to his roster to ensure that he has the best shot at winning a Super Bowl. Philadelphia has a better track record of that than Dallas than the Dallas Cowboys, and then you add in the other added the, the added elements that you were just talking about, Nick, in terms of all the family and all the other you know underlying factors. I don't see how Philadelphia doesn't secure the bag there. Yeah, I, I'm just that's just my that's, that's just my gut. That's just my gut. If I felt even though he he was always planning on going to see multiple teams, I always felt in my in my heart if he's allowed to leave this building chances are he's probably not going to come back in this building.
0: That's a key as well. Nick Eatman wrote about it yesterday on on the website. He said Leonard has apparently made promises to other teams that he would at least listen to all offers before making a decision. So not just the Eagles, not just the Cowboys. There are other teams here that we don't know about yet. It, it, I keep It's I, I, so I, easily comparable to the Odell Beckham Jr. scenario because at that point it was two teams, and then, it, oh, there's a ghost team. There's a fourth team. Oh, my gosh, they're going to try and court and. Turn around, but it didn't end up working out because of the health
2: issue. They could have utilized you, Odell Beckham if he was healthy. Yeah, the difference was Odell had, hadn't shown that he was capable of playing yet. Correct. That's not the case here. Yeah, Shaq's been yeah, on the it's field. It's not the case here, so it's totally different. There was a qu- huge question mark regard over, over Odell Beckham and whether or not he was play ready and all that jazz. That's not the case. Odell concern- Beckham is play ready. There's no team that's letting him go. Exactly. No. Exactly. Right, so if Odell Beckham had been on the field and then started taking his visits, yeah, totally different, yeah. totally different situation. Yeah, so I just my gut. I hope that Dallas finds a way. I don't. I don't see it happening. Just well, from this
3: side right here, down the middle, <laughs> yeah, guys, glass yeah, half full. This that. is trying to be glass half
2: empty. <laughs> I mean, is, uh, also, if you're him, though, honestly, what are you thinking? Go to
1: All Dallas because right, it's the best yeah, damn scenario let, out there. Let me just let me just Duh.
3: state this as somebody that I'm not a Cowboys fan. I didn't grow up a Cowboys fan, huh. but there is something about the Cowboys that's different. Than I'm a huge sports fan, like, and I'm not sit at home watch TV sports fan. Like I'm a single guy. My life is sports. I've been to a lot of places. It's tough there's to beat the Cowboys, absolutely. man. It's tough to beat. It's tough it to beat everything that comes with it. I'm I just don't saying. disagree. I've you been know?
2: around the world, and I, 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 right, right. I, I get it. <laughs> yes. Trust me. But there's, there's, there's some, there's something. When you look at what both teams, are I don't doing, like what cold weather, through. so I don't want to play outside. So I guess I'm a bad,
3: I'm a bad example. Out on Seattle, <laughs> done. No, Seattle sounds very enticing. Philadelphia playing outside, like I don't. I also don't love the idea that you just have a couple bad plays and your fan base is ripping you harder than anybody else. I don't love. I don't I love mean all that. Dallas does that too. I, I don't. I don't know, too. man.
1: This whole ordeal is reminding me of my my last job in recruiting because he's like taking visits and he's going to make his decision right. this weekend and what's like, your oh crystal ball prediction? Exactly. I, I, was yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that yesterday. I was thinking about if honestly, truthfully, if I were to enter a crystal ball, I wouldn't have one right now. So, we'll we'll ah. see how we'll see how Philadelphia The, the
3: biggest thing with me too when I say that about the Cowboys is because it's been 27 years and I always feel like yeah. if you could be one of those pieces that got them back to glory, like that just I challenge you to, to to compare it to something else. I'm kind of, Lakers, Yankees. They've all won since then. I'm talking if you were one of those key pieces that helped put them over the top. Like, it's tough to beat that. Now, yeah. number one though is money. So, <laughs> <the hell>? so <laughs> money, Speaking, family convenience. Man. Sure, sure. Speaking
0: yeah. of money, and this of course you can finagle quite a number of ways. But Dallas right now has six point six million in cap space. <clears throat> and the Eagles have 2.3. So it's about a $4 million difference this year specifically mm-hmm. uh, f- between the the cap for Philadelphia and the cap for Dallas. Now, Philadelphia's cap next year looks significantly better than it does for Dallas at the moment, but that'll be rearranged and figured out along the way as well. But
1: <laughs> So there's only 2.3 million left in cap space? For Philly. Oh, for Philly. Oh, for
0: okay. Philly. 6.6 6 for Dallas. That's,
1: that's considerably different. That it is. is considerably for different. for the yeah. rest for of the like season,
0: that? you're talking about a prorated contract for the back half of the camp- campaign? Does Philly,
2: does Philly have an open roster spot? Didn't they just let like, go of... Uh, 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 Derek Barnett? Hmm.
1: Hmm? <laughs> I mean, what do you it's, think it would be hard to get a roster, roster spot here? here. <laughs>
2: Don't drink your water like that.
1: <laughs> I love that I heard the little air bubble in there. Perfect. <laughs> <was pretty> <laughs> all right. You practice that. I'm just saying, things don't happen
2: by chance, that's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> the air bubble. We spent a lot of time
0: on this. Isaiah, you've got like four minutes that's to all go I need.
2: through.
0: He was ready. Wide 80. Wide
2: 80.
0: It's time for QB Vision with Isaiah Standback
2: go for it all right y'all we're gonna blow through this real quick the seattle seahawks these dudes are fast they're really fast um, that's probably the best way to describe them i think that's been their model for some years now defensively that's what they rest <clears throat> that's what they rest on uh, they always have this year is no different um we, we can start up front and with their defensive front they're they don't really have a bunch of dogs up front i would say um you know boyer mafe is pretty pretty good uh, he's definitely pretty good. You got Leonard Williams that they just picked up. Obviously, those are kind of the guys that they really rely on heavily um, in terms of trying to be run-stopping. And then uh, Moy- uh, Mafé being, being a guy who's a pass rusher, they don't have a lot of stunts. So unlike Dallas, they're not doing a bunch of stunts to try to confuse you and create all these different leverage matchups. Like these guys are pretty much line up and try to beat you with speed. Um, they put the big boy Leonard Williams in the middle to try to clog things up to kind of d- uh, deter you from running the rock. Um, the guys that are absolute dogs for them, um, you've got to go up to the second level. Mm-hmm. And that's where you run into Bobby Wagner and you run into Jordan, uh, Jordan Brooks. Those two guys are complete monsters. Uh, I think – Bobby Wagner has 113 tackles already. Um, I think Jordan Brooks has like 95 or something. It's crazy. Like, they're, they're right there with each other. Those guys play downhill. They're sure. They're smart. Um, they, they don't pick the wrong holes. Um, they communicate really well together nonverbally. I mean, these guys, they work in tandem, and that's the reason why they're able to get a lot of tackles. Um, the defensive line is doing a good job of being gap disciplined and allowing those guys to free flow, and that's the reason why their numbers are so high in terms of tackles at that linebacker position. Um, that's not where most people are putting their attention at, though. Most people are obviously you're going to look out to the outside and where are their defensive backs are. Their defensive backs, and Devin Witherspoon, who's an absolute beast, um, Reek Woolen, absolute beast, um, and then Trey Brown does a really good job as well, number 22. Um, all three of their defensive backs do a great job. And then you look at their safeties, and I honestly believe that their safeties are underappreciated um, as their cornerbacks have been so successful and been so dominant Their safeties are enforcers, and they have three of them. They have Jamal Adams, which I'm sure everybody in Dallas is familiar with. Uh, Quandre Diggs, he's a beast as well. Um, And then a man who doesn't... Huh? Hook him. Yep. And another man who I don't think gets enough appreciation is gonna be Julian Love. And he's he's the guy who pops off the film for me. He's not the big name, but he's a man who has a ton of tackles. And I think he's had a greater impact on that defense than even Quandre Diggs has. So they have a much like Dallas has a three-headed monster at safety. They have a three-headed monster at safety as well, but they don't use all three of them in the game at the same time. This team, um, Dallas, is number one in the league in terms of having uh, nickel. I'm sorry, not nickel, but dime. Uh, These guys are at the top of the league in terms of having nickel. So these guys like to have three DBs, two safeties in at at all times, uh, which leaves their box a little bit lighter. But that's why they have those two guys at the second level. They can pretty much stop anything that comes their way. They're tackling machines. In terms of what do they run coverage-wise? They run a lot of too high. They're at the top of the league in terms of split safety coverages. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to keep everything in front of them. They are playing typically cover two to cover four, but how they play it is very aggressively. So they are not playing the traditional, you know, line up. We're going to line up just outside and cover two. We're going to line up half a man outside of you. We're going to force everything in. They'll mix around how they line up on you. They'll line up head up. They'll line up inside. Their defensive backs have the freedom to do whatever the heck they want to as long as they're still remaining within their scheme. And because of that flexibility, because of their skill set, they can bait you and put you in a lot of bad situations. Uh they can make you you'll feel like your receiver has a step on somebody, but because of their speed on the outside, you don't have a step. They're able to run all over the place. Their safeties run sideline to sideline, so a lot of gaps that are in your coverage, a lot of times, those guys are closing those gaps. Much like we talked about Deron Bland closing gaps on on these receivers and getting interceptions, these guys do the same thing with PBUs. Okay, They're running all over the place. You think you have a guy open, boop, they're over there in a heartbeat, bat it down, and they are just super-duper fast. This team flies around. They don't stop, and it's a reason why you have to punch them in the mouth and and limit their confidence because if they get confident – this this can get this can get pretty serious. Um, you talk about a team that flies around, hits high energy coach, high energy sideline. You know, guys are coming in the game. They want to make a play. Is it's, it's kind of like Dallas's defense in the regard that once they get rolling, they're hard to stop. Um, but you know, it's, it's tough. I think if they, if I had to say what their weakness is, I would say that you can you can run the ball on them in terms of getting their defensive line off the ball. Their defensive ends are not run-stopping defensive ends, if I had to say. Um, Not like a DeMarcus Lawrence, he can stop the run. I don't think that their defensive ends can, so I think you have an opportunity to get up to the – possibly to the second level. You have to get up to the second level if you want to stop um, Brooks and Bobby Wagner because if you don't, they'll ruin your day. So it's almost the flip-flop
0: of what Dallas brings Mm -hmm. defensively where Dallas, it's the pressure that helps set up the secondary. Here, it's the secondary that helps set up the interior. Correct. Yeah, those guys.
2: Your guys aren't – even though they're not playing a lot of man-to-man, it feels like man-to-man. Yeah. They're playing zone, but – It's
0: zone 83% yeah, of the time. they're at the top, the top of the fourth, league in terms of zone. Fourth in the league in terms of how many times they run
2: zone. But it doesn't feel like zone. It's weird. So, weird. so, like, most teams, you, you play, play zone, and it's like, okay, well, there's going to be a gap there. There's the weakness of this zone. And that's just zone. pure speed? This pure speed, man. And these guys have the freedom, again, to kind of freestyle. And I kind of relate it to – you remember Trey Palomalu? Trey Palomalu – like, he, like you might be playing I remember covered.
1: Troy no, I'm playing yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
2: so you might be playing cover th- he might be playing cover three you look back there there's no safety well it's because he's at the line of scrimmage and next thing you know he's freaking jetting out 25 yards back to the middle of the field yeah. and try to throw it over his head if you speed. want to he's got, he has the speed to get back so he, they give their guys that kind of freedom to mess around and try to screw the look of the quarterback so I foresee them trying to do the same exact thing with Dak and the, uh, the, the receivers of Dallas are not going to have free releases whether it's whether it's man-to-man whether it's cover three whenever they go single high safety um, or whether it's their two high shell defense they're going to get hands on you yeah. I mean E Honda style you're not getting off the line you better work on your releases whether it's man or zone they'll run trap cover two where they'll get their hands on you drop out think that they're going back and they will come back to where they started you got to have your head on a swivel and you have to do a good job of getting your hands getting their hands off you if you want to get open would you say this is uh Dax's best uh
3: competition will be his toughest matchup since San Francisco defensively?
2: I think this would be not necessarily Dax, I think this is going to be the receivers. Mm. I think I think this would be the biggest challenge. This is the best secondary that Dallas has faced this year. I across think that's the board. fair across the board. Yeah. yeah. Across the board. Straight yeah, up. I think that is fair. Yeah, straight up. And, and this is a team that again, they don't play man. Mm. So <laughs> That's saying a lot, right? That's saying a lot for a team that doesn't play man-to-man. They're going to play man-to-man techniques in zone coverage. So they're playing you like as man, but they still have zone help. How similar, that's a problem.
1: How similar do you feel like this defense is when it comes to personnel and scheme, especially with how young this, this defense yeah. is too to the Jets and kind of like what they've been able to put together? The only difference yeah. is they don't have an offense behind of the Jets. Yeah, facts, them. The Seattle don't. has a little bit more there.
2: I can see, see your comparison there. I think that these guys have more DBs. I mm-hmm. think they have um, – you know when you start talking about you know Witherspoon Brown and Willen. Uh, and and yeah Woolen, those three right there are highly skilled guys. You know the Jets have I think two guys that um, you know obviously Hot Sauce and I can't remember the other guy, but they have two guys that can play play man to man and lock you up, and they want to play man to man. The Seattle doesn't want to play man to man. They don't right. So but they're going to get up there and get in your face as if it's man to man, and when you when they do that. It's distracting because you're so concerned about trying to get your release that you almost have you have to now remember what what coverage they're actually playing, right? Well, you you get so concerned about just trying to beat that one guy. Like, okay, I got him. Okay, you're like crap now, what the heck is the coverage? Jamal you know, what Adams saying? is right. Yeah, is we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. There's Jamal Adams or or, or Digs or whatever. So I mean, you have to keep your eyes up and you have to be very aware because they they definitely want to. Do the smoke in front of your face and, and kind of hide whatever else they're doing, and they do a great job, a great job of passing off coverage. I mean, I mean, it's it's seamless, you know. And I, and Dallas, so for instance, you know, think some of the things that have been open for Dallas in terms of Brandon Cooks. Um, um, Why am I blinking right now? CD Lamb. Not CD. Jalen Tolbert. Um, Michael Gallup. Terp. Terp. You know, um, We're going to yeah. get there. D D. We'll get there. B. <laughs> Cooks and Turp, you know, those Too guys a coming a in short motion, kind of going across the field and things like that, and they've kind of been wide open. I don't foresee that being the case because these guys communicate so well. Right. They're they're doing their own thing. They're back there having fun. They're freestyling it's like we're playing in the backyard and as soon as somebody comes in short motion, it's just literally like there's a it's a bump of coverage. It's not like they're trying to say, Okay, hey, over, over, now let me see what I have. It's like okay, boom, 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 boom. Now I got this guy. And it's just like smooth. Uh, there's no gaps in the in the passing off of responsibilities whatsoever. They you could tell these guys have fun playing together and that they are literally on one wavelength.
1: I know it, we have to get in a break. One yeah. little note that I wanted to throw in really quick. I it i it's fair to say it starts in the secondary and it helps everything else mm-hmm. for me it starts in the second level because those guys are yeah. so disciplined yes. bobby wagner and jordan brooks yep. it allows everything around them in the secondary to just kind of focus on their job and they know that the middle of the field is going to be fine yeah. and those boundaries they just yeah. focus on that and it'll, it'll, it'll allow for everything these
2: else two are, are as good of the sure thing at linebacker position there is in the league in terms of a tandem yeah I, don't, I can't think of any other t- – outside of outside of San Francisco, I can't think of any other tandem that's as good as these guys are in terms of working together. Well, and there
0: was a fear early in the offseason. Once we got to, like, preseason game number two, whenever mm-hmm. we, we were calling it in Seattle, we kind of knew Jordan Brooks would be back, but there was early offseason Correct. concern that he wouldn't even play this year. Yeah. And instead, he's played 11 games, and he's been fantastic all the way through. Yeah. And he's, he looks like his old self, which is a credit in his own right, credit to their training staff to get him ready to go. But Bobby Wagner, too. You talk about Bobby Wagner, what he's doing, and this is year number 12 so crazy. for him, and, and he's still have. got 100 tackles. Dallas could have had him. I mean, yeah. In terms ba- of like uh, Bobby- health,
3: Leonard Williams is the only one on their injury report of note. Uh, he's dealing yeah. with an ankle. didn't yeah. practice on Monday, but he was limited yesterday.
1: He'll play.
2: Good to know. Bobby That's Wagner, 113 tackles. Jordan Brooks, 95. Um, That's Julie, wild. Julian Love, 79. Jordan yeah,
1: Brooks Reckon, by the way, go ahead. What was it, Jordan Brooks
2: Reckon? <laughs> Bro, tech. tech. Uh, by the way, for those
0: that watch the draft show and talking Cowboys, because I know you're out there as well, you might remember Reek Woolen was a, a big pet cat uh, of the draft show of myself because went to UCSA. They called him, yeah, <laughs> called him Reek. The, Reek the freak is what they called him at UTSA. And I mean, he is a freak of nature. Yeah. He's long, he's speedy. But then they go out and they spend a first-round pick on Devin Witherspoon, yeah, fifth crazy. overall pick, highest drafted player in the Pete Carroll ever, er, era ever, and he's even he's more of like a freak yeah. than what Tyreek Woolen is. So you know, what's so cool, how does really
3: Willen and how does Willen just like just like bland? How do they fall the fifth round?
0: That he was. He played at a, a group of five school. He had limited time. He dealt with some injuries at UTSA. It was a. It was a bad secondary. Um, good front seven. So they probably just film wise didn't trust exactly what they had seen. But man, he nice. six foot yeah. four, 205 His numbers at the combine yeah. were phenomenal. He
2: had six picks his senior year. He. He,
0: he big was credit worth to it.
1: Seattle too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I want to add one more thing. These defensive backs they they will hit the crap <clears> out <throat> of you. All of them. Their safeties are headhunters. All three of their safeties are headhunters. They want to they want to decapitate you. And yeah. then you have their, all three of their corners come up and hit, too. Devin Witherspoon is their fifth highest tackler on the team. Has the fifth highest amount of tackles on their team. These guys will come up. While they're playing that too high shell, their they, corners want to are, they want to come up and hit you. Sooner. That was the calling card for Witherspoon yeah. in the draft is that he wants Dude, to be fifth. He has over 60 tackles this year. He's fifth yeah. in tackles on their team, which is it's absurd for a corner.
0: Another thing I just remembered, going back to John's question just now for Woolen, he was a he was a wide receiver who made the switch to corner as a junior. So mm. he had, only had two years as a cornerback at UTSA. Because so there's just you know limited. a lot of
3: things during the draft when it comes to the Cowboys, a lot of people talk about how you know on their DBs, you know the corners they have, like those long arms, tall corners, everything like that. Yeah, yeah, that's not the Cowboys. That's the NFL. Yeah. So Worth, you have know, a guy Heights. like that. Everybody wants With those the Fort
1: Worth, guys. Fort Worth Arlington Heights. Mm.
0: Yeah, there you go. The Yellow Jackets, right? Yes, sir. There you go. All right, we got to take our first break. There's QB Vision. When we come back, we're going to hit some national storylines and continue previewing the Cowboys and the Seahawks right after this on Talking Cowboys. App only available on select mobile devices. Message and data
2: rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you?
0: Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment of the show is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, John, let's get into some national storylines.
3: Yeah, so at The Athletic, we did an anonymous player poll, um, writers from cover all the teams, went up to players, um, I went up to a few in the Cowboys locker room, and and so Their names aren't included, but they vote on. We basically read off 10, 15 questions. If you don't want to answer one, you don't have to. But So in in all, we got about, I think it's like 85, 90 players. So I just want to run by a couple things real quick. The first one, the one that I thought was the funniest, most annoying fan base. Okay. Two teams clearly <laughs> far exceed everybody else. What t- what two teams do you guys think wonder those which
1: are? ones those are? <laughs> well, they one both of them happen is... to be in the same division. <laughs> they do, <laughs> Cowboys one... and Eagles.
0: Yeah, <laughs> one of them's right here, and the other one's in Philly.
3: Neck and neck, man. <laughs> Eagles beat them out twenty five percent to twenty four percent over the Cowboys. Wow. Neck so neck. Philly won. Yeah, hmm. that's that's right. How would you should be? How would you rate overall officiating in the NFL? And I know it's a small percentage, but two point five percent said a ten, like that. It couldn't get any better. I can't believe that even got a vote. I'm shocked it
0: got a vote too. Yeah. How many players did it say?
3: Uh, 81 for that one. Because, like I said, there's not every. every yeah, every it's not different. like, No, you have to answer this. It's like if you don't yeah. want, you can just pass or whatever. Yeah. 2.5 percent said a ten. So that what it can't get be like better. better.
0: Three, three people said ten. Something it had to be like, like
3: three punters.
0: <laughs> that.
3: That just, I don't know, they're really surprised. But no, ten, they all, all three play for the Eagles. One. <laughs> yeah, all, they three all,
0: pl- all three play for Philly. That's, <laughs> that's the only
3: thing. 10% said it was a one. Like, that couldn't be any worse. Yeah. So.
1: Was that the overwhelming number, one?
3: No, it was kind of in the middle. Around gotcha. Five, six five or ten, six kind of where it was at, yeah. Which I would probably agree with. I think if someone asked me that, I would say that. Ever, you think it's
1: terrible?
0: Ever no. since the replacement officials it's... and that whole... Debacle back in what year was that? Where they had the the strike? It's question. Yeah, I can't 13, remember what year that was. Yeah. I I will not criticize the. It, yeah, I'm sure yeah, you I lost a lot of money that year, Kyle. Yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> did. Um, yeah, I I don't think I would <laughs> criticize them as a one. Now I will criticize officiating significantly if it's bad, but I don't think it'd be that bad. I, it, that was about as bad as it's ever been.
3: So you you played in the NFL, so you answer last on this. I want to get your guys' opinion. If the NFL had a team overseas, would you be willing to play for it?
1: Where? I Can't mm. tell you
3: that. Just it's overseas. Just overseas. So it would have to be. I here. mean, it's an NFL city, so I don't think that they're going to put it in. It would
1: mean like outside of North America, right? Yes. Overseas. Yes. Could be. I guess that would mean. Yeah. And the question
0: is, where would you most likely? It? No, no, no. Would, would you be Europe, willing oh, to play for would that you team? Will... Huh. Well, think about the places that they've been playing these games. Right. London, Germany. Right. Uh, have they played anywhere else? That I'm thinking of, I'm missing one. They're working on Vive la Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah they played Mexico in Mexico, City. but that's not over the. That's yeah. not overseas. It's out the
1: country. Yeah, it is out the. We'll country. We'll throw that in for this. For our purposes, we'll, we'll include. This Mexico is like the thirty thousand foot view, literally, because what I'm thinking of is travel. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, some of these. Uh, you think about Dallas and the road trips that they have to take because their division is mm-hmm. all the way across the country, and then mm-hmm. they have to play at least three West Coast games a year. The, Dallas travels quite a bit, arguably more than any team in the league. Seattle actually come, travels the most. By the way, that would make sense. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. If you would have to come across the Atlantic every single mm-hmm. road game, gosh, <laughs> and it, you would have to you would have to stay over. You would there would have, have to, to stay be like for US. like certain weeks
3: where you're like you're playing
1: two, two different teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would have to be able to stay in the U.S. and have like a headquarters somewhere on the East Coast. And that be sounds like chill. a blast.
2: No. Do I get paid yeah. in euros? Uh... <laughs>
1: That's a great question. I mean, that is a do- great question. It does that it matter. Oh, it do- definitely matters. That's I mean, if matters.
0: it's the same it's the reason... number. Now, you want to talk about? Then it matters. But if you're, it, I mean, it's going to be currencyed, equaled out. I'm sure. Taxes. Listen, you want to talk
2: about? Okay. You uh, want to talk about free agents, <laughs> yeah. acquisitions, and their, Dallas's ability to be able to retain some free agents. Taxes play a big, big role in that, buddy. I'd yeah, say no.
1: Okay. I would say no. I would. <laughs> no. Love to, I would love to play in the same division as I'd them. Pro- I would say, say
2: no. I would say no. I would.
3: You would I'll hop it. all over it. Okay, so fifty-five percent said no, which actually was higher than I thought. Uh, big landslide. Best player in the game, Patrick Mahomes, forty-six percent of the votes, not even close. Wow. This one didn't surprise me either. Uh, if you, which coach, which current coach in the NFL would you like to play for, other than your own? Oh,
0: Tommy. <laughs> that was my first thought, but I'm. And McDaniel climbing high on that list is Mike McDaniels.
1: Yeah. Um, gosh, that one's hard. Um, uh, I would probably go. I'd probably go McDaniel. I was about to say, yeah. that's just
0: kind of your dude. You
1: guys are good. Yeah, it is my you dude. You guys are really
3: good. Tom Tomlin, Tomlin was number one by a decent amount. 26% McDan- yeah. McDaniel, McDaniel was second. Number two. So that was yeah. a, uh, last Andy Reid,
1: get... too, honestly. I agree. That's number three. That's, that's a good three, yeah. one. I love me some That's man. a good one. Yeah, he,
3: was, he was. like he was. Others, like kind of like in the middle, a bunch of different things, was 10%, but Andy Reid was the next one. So you what guys was, got this down.
0: What was Pete Carroll like? I, I know you've had interactions with him back and forth. Pete
2: Carroll's fine. Yeah. Yeah, he's fun. He's all about competition. Since we're playing Seattle, he's all about competition. High energy guy. He's all about, you know letting guys duke it out to be the best. He doesn't crown anybody aside, aside from probably Bobby Wagner or Russell Wilson. With uh, <laughs> they're just their 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 starting role. Everybody has to work for it. And every week there's competition days, there's turnover days, like there's certain points of emphasis and um like this there's, there's a lot of jokes, a lot of clowning around. He brings in comedians all the time and magicians and it, he keeps it fun. Like he yeah. really does a great job of keeping Like you look forward to team meetings because you just don't know if Will Farrell might walk in. Mm-hmm. You know, like just, just random stuff like that you know you somebody gets called up and has to shoot a basketball to to win something you know try to make it like it's or you walk in there to be a picture of kyle back in in right in in high school with a leotard on or something you just don't know where'd you find that i don't know i have secret (laughs) don't don't put that out
0: there
3: (laughs) last one before i go to the next subject uh last one from the player poll best stadium to play in
0: Mm. Hmm. Uh, superdome
1: no. I love the Superdome. I love God, the... I, I really hope that's the not wild game.
0: Oddly enough, I've never been to the Superdome. <laughs> I really hope that's no. the wild yeah. Yeah. game. That's well, no. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that's there's no way that's number why one. Why do on you list. guys like it? Oh, the atmosphere.
1: The atmosphere's great. Crazy. It's the culture of New Orleans. Yeah. I, it's my I do second love home. New Orleans, I love but I've never been to the Superdome. Um,
0: I, would, I would probably say, though. I bet you AT&T's number one on that list. Nope. I doubt it.
2: Wow.
3: I doubt that. AT&T's
0: 8th. 8th? 8th. Jesus.
3: Um, How, what was the
2: question
1: again? Best stadium to play in.
2: Best stadium to play in.
1: Miami? No,
2: heck no, just not SoFi. Vibes,
1: so vibes uh, you don't have to really deal yeah. with the opposing it has crowd to be that LA. <laughs>
2: much. It has to be LA. SoFi was third. Mm, I don't know there. Lambo? Lambo?
1: Uh, KC? Lambo
3: was fourth. Oh,
2: best in terms. Of, is this is from a players' perspective. Yeah. Oh, Arizona.
3: No. Wow. Mm. Not even. No. Not even on there. The grass well, awesome. no, it is. It is on there, but it's way down. Levi Stadium. KC. Nope. KC is number one, 18%. Wow. Said and second is what would I, probably my favorite stadium to go to is Min, in Minnesota, US Bank.
1: Okay. Everyone
2: always yeah, tells me. Minnesota I forgot is about in Minnesota. Minnesota. So we used to play there every freaking year.
3: Lumen Field, 8.3,
0: top five. Not there. Oh, I mean, the atmosphere
2: is dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seattle's fun. But in terms of like surface, oh, yeah, 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 awesome.
0: Yeah. I really liked yeah. Seattle stadium. It was it, it was which, really cool. Was okay. I, won't, I can
3: put you on the spot on that. Never mind. <laughs> um, I was going to say which is the worst, but no. Uh, one other thing I wanted to get in, the last one here. Just because it's become a popular topic in the last 24 hours is just Aaron Rodgers basically going to bat for how well Dak Prescott's been playing. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers does that weekly uh, Pat McAfee interview. Uh, just to go over it real quick, uh, he goes, he's playing, he's playing the position in a really impressive way. I love the way he's playing, like really playing. I'm not talking about just making good throws. I'm talking about it seems more rare that guys are actually really playing the position where you're making adjustments, you're handling everything at the line of scrimmage. I love it. So that is... A pretty popular topic right now, uh, but I just want to throw this at the end. He said, I just wanted to shout out Dak. For really impressing me, it's just such an Aaron Rodgers thing to say. Yeah, that I is kind of like you a, a shout out for uh, you really impressed me. But it was
1: like shout out, little bro. That's kind of what
3: it sounded yeah, it's like. Exactly what it <laughs> yeah. sounded like.
1: What, what was funnier about that too is that it was in response to a question from Pat about his cadence, like the here we go. Like it was like, hey, that's that's like pretty cool, you know? It's like different. <laughs> like, it, what kind of cadences do you, do you have you used in your career? And then that's that was his answer. And was that just, your
0: Pat McAfee impression?
1: Not really. I could really go into it if you <laughs> yeah. wanted me to. But I mean, ask me next week. Ask me next week.
3: Keep your sweatshirt on. (laughs)
1: That's funny. Uh, i got to take top under this. Let's go.
0: I think – 50-cent one? (laughs) No. (laughs) I think Dak Prescott is starting to finally get the national – Recognition. Maybe not even recognition because recognition has been there. Respect. Respect. That's the better way to put it. The national respect of what he's been doing, I think it would explode if he can do it against Seattle, Philadelphia – Detroit, Miami, all these teams, down, Buffalo, down the stretch, if he can keep this up, not only would he be in the MVP conversation, but he might be the MVP frontrunner. He has a chance to take off right now. He's playing really, really incredible football, yeah. and there's no doubt about that. I don't care who's on mm-hmm. the opposite sideline. If he can continue that with who's coming up on the opposite sideline, he's going to be mm-hmm. the MVP frontrunner. That's where Dak Prescott is, and I think Aaron Rodgers is jumping on the boat before a lot of people do. Not a bad year to to have that run for him. No. Not, not at all. Yeah,
3: I think it starts with he, you have to beat you have to beat Seattle, but yep. then you have to beat Philly, and you have to outplay Jalen Hurts because that's going to be your number one competition to sure. win the division to probably win that award.
1: I just don't understand why Jalen Hurts is a front runner, and it's not yeah. it's not Philadelphia hate. Like it's just legitimately it's looking team. at looking at. Yeah, I, I understand that, but like yeah. you remember when Pittsburgh started the season eleven and zero? It wasn't like we, they were looking at Ben Roethlisberger like ah oh, runaway MVP favorite. You know, it's just like I I don't get it. It's 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 very weird to me. It's, and also, it's not Jalen Hurts' hate at all. I actually really like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I do. He's a really good player. But it also has been a it.
0: weird year where a lot of the MVP front runners or per se that you could have had have either been hurt or yeah. injured for a significant amount of time, or just haven't played well for a stretch of time, and it's just kind of been up and down. It's a weird year where it's wide open. Yeah. And honestly, the MVP front runner right now may not be the MVP or even close to the MVP by the end of the year because there's still a long way to go. This season, it's it's one of those weird years overall. But I think Aaron saying that was it's great for him to give that recognition. But it's also he might just be jumping on a bandwagon before he gets an opportunity or before everybody else gets an opportunity to join him. So, all All right. Yeah, we're good. All right. When we come back, we're going to go through some really quick key matchups and we're going to give our picks for the Cowboys and the Seahawks on Thursday night football. More talking Cowboys right after this. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal (laughs) sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) To get him in this morning? Apparently.
1: <laughs> I did not. I love that this is a daily question. I hope we can keep that going.
2: We'll keep it going. Mm.
1: We're going to fly through key matchups. Is that all right? Yeah, so let's, let's roll. Let's do it. Go okay. for it. Um Starting first with uh, Devin Witherspoon versus C.D. Lamb. Uh, C.D. Lamb is going to see a couple of different matchups, I think, uh, on yep. on Thursday. Uh, but Devin Witherspoon's probably going to be the guy that is lined up opposite of him the most, just because they're going to pair him with a guy that not only has a little bit of physicality in Witherspoon, but also has the um, a center of gravity to be able to move with C.D. That's the biggest thing. Whenever you're trying to cover C.D. Lamb, you have to be able to th- be thrown off your course and get right back on super quick, because you're not going to be able to stay on your course the entire route. Uh, Devin Witherspoon does such a good job of that. It's a reason why he's one of the leading contenders for nfl defensive rookie of the year i think that's going to be a really fun matchup i think the winner of that matchup could help determine a lot of offensive success for for dallas
2: i like it you think that cd has a big game no i don't i don't, I don't either i don't I think, think he has a big
1: is... game but i think he has you know touchdown 60 yards you know i think i think it's what he's been doing the last couple of weeks yeah. which is fine like you know i think it's it's going to have to be a um Group effort. Mm-hmm. I, I think who this has is the game.
3: highest potential to have a, a big game for the Cowboys offensively, like stat-wise. If you like, at the end of the day, you're just like, hey, that, the reason they won was because so and so had a big game.
1: Tony Pollard. No, I don't. I don't believe so. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. believe so. I, I look at Jake Ferguson and see an opportunity, but the only thing I worry about with Jake Ferguson, if they can't get the running game going, mm-hmm. then he's going to be wiped out. Yeah. So for that, I'll say Brandon Cooks, um, just because he's he's got more speed than anyone on the field.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think this is a game for cooks to have to step up, and even that's not going to be easy against the secondary. This offense, they they might struggle to put up points in this game. They they really might. This is going to be a game where your defense has to help set the tone Mm -hmm. and give you an extra possession or two. Yeah, it's going to be a challenging game. They really will be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Second one, um, really quick, and this is going to be. This kind of goes into. Running game, Bobby Wagner, all of that. This is the first time I've ever done a running back versus linebacker key matchup this season, just because it's the, the with the way the running back position is played in 2023. It's hard to like find a matchup between a running back and a linebacker, but this is this is a specific case because Tony Pollard and the way he's been using this offense downhill so much, and with the way Bobby Wagner is such a run stopper and how he identifies the run so quickly and how he's able to fill those running lanes, it's gonna. Those two guys are gonna see each other so much on, su- on Sunday, on Thursday. Um, and I think um I think you're gonna see those guys try to beat each other, and if Tony Pollard can get around Bobby Wagner and kind of force him into some uh running lanes that where he's not going to be, and that's what Pollard does really well between the tackles he'll he'll jump in one and then he'll come around on the other side if he's able to do that and get the running game going, that will mm-hmm. allow for this offense to score more than thirty points if he's not able to, I think they score under thirty,
3: yeah it's so funny about just where we are in the NFL with how much it's just changed because I just think of like when I was watching in the nineties like the Top running back versus whoever the top linebacker was from the other team would always be yeah, like absolutely. a key matchup. But just the way everything's changed, it is it is gone to the wayside.
1: It's almost like a, a running back versus nickel at times yeah. too, just yeah. with the way they're so they're used so much outside zone in the screen game and the receiving mm-hmm. game. Like Eckler, if they played um, Seattle, like it'd be Devin Witherspoon versus Austin Eckler, like every single snap. Yeah, you, you would think, but that's just the way yeah. the game's played. It's 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 very strange.
0: Two very good matchups for you, gentlemen. By the <clears throat> way, before we get into our picks, Chris beam, doing some live producing in the back. He sent me a tweet. Apparently, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Cowboy Killer, has announced his retirement. Wow. And he's officially done. He hasn't played this year, but uh, finished his career with 61 receptions, 1,300 yards, and six touchdowns against the Cowboys alone.
1: Did he, uh, did he did he drop it. the pin before he, he signed the the, the retirement? <laughs> Whoa!
0: <laughs> wow! I had to throw that you. one in. That
1: was one of my biggest memories of Eagles Cowboys when I was a, when I was a kid, where he dropped the dropped, dropped the touchdown. The,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. So just a, a little bit of news there. All right, let's pick it. Cowboys versus Seahawks. The fighting Dallas Cowboys versus the fighting Isaiah Stanbacks. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks. You're not a Seahawks guy. I mean, are you going to pick Seattle? Are you going to pick Seattle? Yeah, I, I am it. a Seattle do do guy. Seattle C- sports.
2: You're not a Seahawks guy. I am a Seattle sports fan. Mm. I'm not a fan of much around here, but it's, it's okay, Seattle. Okay, name
1: every athlete ever from Seattle. Go. are <laughs> not doing
2: this. Um, Run no, it down. I, as much as I love Seattle, I don't see them beating Dallas. Mm. I do believe that it will be a much more competitive game than Dallas has had in recent weeks. I think this is going to be like a 24-17 type of deal. Lower scoring. Lower scoring game. Yeah. A little bit grinded out game.
0: Yeah. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm right around the same scenario. I think Dallas maybe gets a, a big play late to hit the thirty point mark. I'm gonna say thirty-one. 31- 16 and Seattle misses like a PAT or something along the way so give me give me the Cowboys to win it and I think mostly it's because the defense like I said a moment ago sets the tone early they get a big interception or something of of or a fumble recovery from Geno Smith they pressure him they take advantage of that offensive line that's not very good and they force a turnover give an extra possession short field to the offense and they get out on top early and this is a Cowboys team that is built to play with a lead so I think they take that lead early, and that's what they ride to a 31-16 win.
1: I love that. Um, I, I think the defense is going to be the catalyst towards this one this week. I think, uh, especially with it look like Kenneth Walker not playing, I don't feel like there's going to be a lot of opportunities for this Seattle offense to really get going. And coming. Yeah, it's going to be a Charbonnet time. Shout out to Pac-12 UCLA. Mm. Um, I think it, I, I have it at 24-14, Cowboys.
0: Ooh. RIP to the Pac-12.
3: Thirty thirty one twenty Cowboys. I just the way they've been playing at home. It's I can't go against it. It's it's I've been. It's the most impressive thing that they've done over the last two years to me. It's just I can't believe that they've been able to build that type of an advantage at home. Uh, this will be a tougher game than any of these previous ones have been uh, at AT&T Stadium. But I just feel like uh, the defense will make a big play here or there, and I think the offense will do enough. Uh, and I do think C.D. Lamb will have a big game. So thirty-one mm, twenty.
0: Let's go. Let's go, what's John. Your, wait, what's your uh, definition of a big game? What does he get to? Is he uh, hit
1: a hundred yards. Just don't say over under a hundred yards. I no hot sauce. <laughs> I'll
3: say. I'll say seventy-five yards, what? touchdown, two-point conversion.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. Two-point
0: conversion.
3: Well, I guess how would he get to thirty-one then?
1: Yeah, I missed extra point. You know, it's yeah, happening a couple go times. That. I like that. Yeah, let's go. With that. <laughs>
2: I have 61 yards in my hit. Okay. Okay. And a touchdown. 61. 61 mm-hmm. and a touchdown.
0: It's
3: I, if, pretty good if game. either
2: one of you guys hit.
3: Pretty good game. You
2: know, no yeah,
0: way. Down the end zone. I mean, yeah. All right. That does it for us here on Talking Cowboys, but it doesn't do it for us throughout the week. We will be back on Friday. Not Isaiah Stanback. Isaiah is going to be at the last Pac 12 game ever played. Congrats to your Washington Huskies. Good luck on Friday. Let's go. You can catch Isaiah on Cowboys pregame live, though, all the way through. We bust open
2: (laughs) holes.
1: Just make Bo Nicks not win the Heisman, please. No, I don't want to Yeah, that. Like, he's not the Heisman can have full adults
2: win Heismans.
0: But we will be back on Friday. <laughs> John will be here. Josh will be here. Nick will be here. I will be here as well. Chris Beam's always here. We will be back Friday, 9 a.m. Central time to break down the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Thursday night, football 7-15 on Prime Video. Don't miss it. Cowboys pregame live gets underway at 6 p.m. Central time. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeomanson. Things. So long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you on Friday for more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys
2: Football Club.
4: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!